It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. So we're 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 going to watch uh, the Olympics. Well, that doesn't look like the Olympics. It looks like two people talking. Well, that was Kelly. Oh. It used to be Regis and Kelly. Now it's Kelly oh. and somebody else. Kelly and Kelly. Yeah, it could be Kelly and Kelly. Says no signal. What the devil? Come on, Channel what? Sixteen. What? How? <laughs> I have to leave. Why? Because I have to watch. Oh, I haven't seen the USA come in yet. Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, but I. <sighs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guarantee you. You may be the only person in the United States of America who actually wants to watch no. the opening ceremonies. No. Oh my. No, there are people watching. Right now, there are people watching here in downtown, in our community. There are people watching the Olympic coverage. The opening ceremony. Yes. I will admit that I thought, I thought it was kind of strange. Of course, I feel, I think I, I think I feel that everything's kind of strange when it's not something you understand. Um, and obviously, it is very minimal. Because of COVID. Right. Uh, so I watched the dancing and stuff this morning. It started at 7 o'clock, and I've been watching it since 7 o'clock until this stupid TV. Um, I ha- that's why I sat out front this morning. You were watching the dancing? There's a dancing event in Have the Olympics? Have you not seen the opening ceremonies no. before? Yes. Clearly, no, dancing. I haven't seen the opening Tap dancing? And, yes. A, a guy on a treadmill. I didn't realize was, that. Actually, no. it was, I think it was a girl on a treadmill. I could see that being an Olympic event. Treadmill. Oh, tread, treadmilling? Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Okay, so I, I know I know you, but what would be, <laughs> if you were going to watch an Olympic event, what one event would you definitely want to watch for the Summer Olympics? Don't throw me under the bus like that. Um, I I tend to not be real interested in any anything. Anything. I know yeah. you're not. But if you had to. If I had like a javelin pointed to my head? Is yes, that what you're and, telling and me? And somebody said, Rusty, you oh, must watch um, something. Three-on-three basketball, archery. Uh, artistic gymnastics, artistic swimming, athletics, badminton, baseball, softball, basketball, beach volleyball. The biathlon. I'm just, in the, I'm just in the bees. BMX biking, boxing, canoeing, kayaking, diving, equestrian, fencing, football, golf, handball, hockey, judo, karate, marathon now, swimming. Now, hold on. Is that team handball? I don't know. Because if it's team handball, well, I might watch that. Well, it's probably both. Probably individual and team. 
If it's team handle, sailing, it's a surfing, different game. swimming, skateboarding, road cycling, table tennis, real tennis, trampoline, triathlon, volleyball, water polo, weightlifting, wrestling. Oh yeah, wrestling. So if of all of that, which one thing if you had to sit down and go, okay, Rusty, you have to watch one elip- Olympic contest. Contest, what would you watch? Uh, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. Probably not. Modern pentathlon. Mountain biking. Um, Karate. Hiya! <laughs> hockey. Ugh. No, hockey is in the Winter Olympics. No, it's right here in the Summer Olympics. No, it's not. No? It's in the Winter Olympics. Well, maybe this is all Olympics. Probably all Summer Olympic Olympic games. sports yeah, this they, is listed may, under. Maybe field hockey. Maybe it's field hockey, yes. I don't, that, I don't no. know. Oh. No, hockey's in the winter. Well, Because I watch the Olympic hockey. Oh, so you watch the Winter Olympics. Well, You're just not no, I don't the watch the Olympics. Winter Olympics either. I just watch the hockey when it's on. Okay, come on. What one? What one would you watch? If okay, I'm I'm gonna say team handball. Handball, okay. Yeah. Me, um, two. Uh, gymnastics. Okay. Three. All right. Gymnastics. Synchronized swimming. Are you kidding? No, no that doesn't surprise me at all. I think that is all. so cool. That does not surprise me anymore. And then. Wrestling, mm. <laughs> and well. and and I could watch. I would I would enjoy probably watching both men and women wrestling. Okay. Although I really primarily watch men wrestling because of little David, but right, who's not so little anymore. But no. Yeah. yeah. So I I will be watching athletic events happening. Well, good. Um, I the Olympics tend to pass me by. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm a, think about it, okay? Any of those things. I was a swimmer. So you should be interested in swimming. No, because being a swimmer makes you uninterested in swimming when you get out <laughs> of it. Because okay, you, you've spent it. 90% of your life in, in a pool. In a pool. Um, and your hair's turned green because yeah, of it. My hair still hasn't recovered. Look at this. When it gets long, it's like crazy old man. It just stands on end and goes whatever way it wants to. Um, no, I, so I, I was terrible at everything else. So I don't have the appreciate. I have an appreciation of the athletic skill it takes to do those things. Well, that's cool. Okay. It's like soccer or gym, gymnasts. I think gymnasts are the most incredible athletes. What I don't like about gymnastics is the subjective way they're scored. Oh, you're judged. Yes, there has. Yeah, to, there's. And not. I can't. You know, I'm stupid. I can't think of another way to score it. But it seems to me like, you know what I'm saying? You're you're putting everything. And if somebody just doesn't seem to like the way your toe landed, uh, yes, they can cut you off half your points well and, and obviously you have to be able to observe be that observant right to see that but oh was bent or whatever see, and i judges, i don't see that quick judges are like judges are like umpires and they're like 
cops. They like to see tiny little things to take you to jail over. That's it. Yeah, it's just it's just this this attitude of okay, my job is to find the tiniest possible thing wrong and then make sure that you pay the ultimate price for that tiny little thing wrong. So, no, I that's the only thing I don't like about gymnastics is you watch somebody do something that no human should be able to do. And you think, man, that was a great... And then they... Oh, well, that's a seven. Well, why? Well, his knee was turned slightly at a 45-degree <laughs> angle when he landed the trick. So, no, he doesn't get full points. And I'm like, what? He just did a triple flip with an axle double bear roll. Something that thing. nobody else has ever done. And then... And you're counting him down because his foot didn't land straight. I... Bleh, no. I... Yeah. I don't know. I... I appreciate what the same thing with soccer. Being the athlete that plays soccer is in a different realm. I I don't know how you. It's not just running; you're sprinting for two or three hours or however long it is. That I know they're they're in crazy shape. They're crazy athletes. So I don't know. I appreciate the athleticism, but having been horrible at all those things, I just. I don't know. Never had the uh, the interest. Well, I'm sorry. But... No, don't be sorry. It's just, yeah, you don't know what you're what missing out on. Track athletes, man, <laughs> look at me. Did I ever run? <laughs> track did I ever run? I, I look at those guys and think, how do you do that? And then I got, I've got a nephew who, that's what he does for fun. And I'm like, no. No, I don't. I don't run. I no, don't I don't run. run. I don't no. walk. Yeah. I don't run. Sorry. Go ahead. You're engrossed in something. I'm trying to find it <laughs> to watch it on my phone since I can't Are see it. Are you kidding me? It's on use your computer. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's right in front of me. Yes. You can bring it up on your computer. I'm sure it's somewhere where you can watch dancing and Flags waving and <laughs> turn the volume down. Okay, this is it, but that doesn't look live. Hello. Uh, I don't want a live chat. Okay, so we we should have guests in the studio with us this morning. Okay. Uh, the same guests that were supposed to be here last Friday on my schedule. Uh, representatives from the Tyner Odd Fellow. Uh, who will be coming in because next Friday and Saturday they are hosting a huge tractor show yes. out at the Tyner Community Building. So yeah. uh, that should be our guest uh, for the show a little bit later on. In the meantime, uh, we can talk a little bit about local news. And um, yesterday I was uh, invited, as all the media were, to attend the Community Corrections Advisory Board meeting, which was held in the courthouse in Superior Court, the conference room for Superior Court number three, mm -hmm. or the jury room, actually, is where we were. Um, and Judge Dean Colvin is chairman of the Community Corrections Advisory Board. The board includes all, all four judges now. Um, yeah. Our members, and then there is uh, Sam Slosher is a taxpayer representative. Um, 
Mayor Mark sits on that board. Um, Jim Bendy, who is from probation, mm-hmm. Ward Byers yep. from community corrections. Um, uh, Abby Caswell was just appointed to be the juvenile probation um, representative on there. Uh, Lindy from the Bowen Center is on there. Uh, Nelson Chipman, the prosecuting attorney, is on there. Trying to think. Uh, uh, and there were several people who weren't there. There's a representative from the school board, uh, Jeremy Riffle, who wasn't mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm trying to, I can't, I can't think. But anyway, they held a meeting yesterday. And um, one of the agenda items that came up uh, on the thing was they're currently how paying... to flush out the werewolves from no. the uh, <laughs> no from the warlocks and werewolves yeah. how do we handle this yeah. um was they're paying twenty thousand dollars a year right now lease for the facility they have in the community resource center um you know they were moved out of the courthouse where it was free mm-hmm. um because we needed that fourth courtroom for right. the new judge, that new position there. And so there there had been some discussion of looking at, actually, uh, that was one of the reasons why they actually bought the Height property um, across the street. Uh, because they thought that might be a location where community corrections could go into. Um, apparently, at, that, at some point, community corrections didn't think that was a good location for them or where they wanted to be so the building was torn down and we have a parking lot there right now um but um judge colvin brought up the idea that we're spending twenty thousand dollars a year and we have a five-year lease and where what are we going to do they're not pleased with that situation mm-hmm. um also because it is believe it or not i mean it, you really can't see it from here to there so if you're in probation you can't just say okay right over there across the street go to that you know um and apparently some of their clients between community corrections and probation have a tendency to get lost between i could see how that would happen um yeah so anyway the discussion came light of creating a committee which Judge Sarber actually stepped up the plate and said he would be chairman of the committee. Well, he better. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sure the other the other three were looking. Okay, new kid on the block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, your turn. And they are going to begin to investigate the possibility of finding a new location for community corrections. And while they're doing that. That would be in a better proximity to the courthouse and probation that they may even look at the possibility of a facility that would have probation and community corrections together mm-hmm. in, in the same location because they work hand right. in hand. Yeah. Usually, very typically, once you're off community corrections, you are on probation before you are actually right. free and clear. And... So the the probability is that that would be the construction of a new facility. Okay. And I got to tell uh, you. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go over well. Yes. Um, 
especially at one point where Ward Byers said, and I quote in the meeting, there's a million plus going upstairs, indicating the clock tower project. They've got the money. They just chose not to spend it on community corrections, which is very frustrating to me. And I do know there had been some discussion when we were building the morgue out at the jail of building a facility for community corrections at the jail. I don't know if the morgue would have been hooked up to that same building or whatever, but there had been discussions about building a facility for community corrections Mm -hmm. at the jail because typically you come out of the jail onto community corrections Right, And then from community corrections, you go to probation. And then from probation, you're free and clear. Um, And that never went anywhere. But the the county did look at that possibility. So it's really interesting. I will tell you that uh, the committee was selected or volunteered, I guess. Um, So Matt Sarber is going to be the chairman. And then other members who stepped up and and offered to volunteer, Sam Slosher, who is basically the taxpayer representative, Uh, Tim Harmon, who is president of the Marshall County Council, that's the purse strings, Uh, Jim Bendy from probation, Uh, Mayor Mark Center. I am pretty sure that Mayor Mark probably set up on there because obviously this facility is going to be located somewhere in Plymouth. And... You know, I mean, he wants to be protective of his city. It's not something that we want to have sitting in the middle of a residential area or, you know, that kind of stuff. And then Lindy uh, from the Bowen Center also um, said that she would work on that, too. And so they they are going to look at instead of waiting to that last year and saying, okay, our lease is up. Now, where are we going to go? Because we are just getting... Well, we're not even into finishing out our first year uh, of our of the first year of the five-year lease. But Judge Colvin said, you know, we're not waiting until the last minute. We need to start looking at this now. What are we going to do? What's going to be the footprint for community corrections right. after this five years? Um, and, you know, there was discussion there about um, the county not wanting to help pay for it and that kind of stuff. And, in fact, Ward Byers even said, you know, I asked the county to pay $5,600 to have the internet installed in their building, their room there. Now, the internet's already there because right. we have the county health department right. in there. We have, uh, well, WIC isn't part, of, but we have the county health department there, so the health department has the internet. It blows my mind that it costs $5,600 when it's already there in the building to move it from... You know, one floor to the other floor, I, but and and the the council didn't pay for that either, right? And so you know, basically there was a a lot of throwing the county and the county council under the bus for not funding. And community corrections is basically funded; they get grant money from the state, right? Um. And then those on community corrections pay for the right. ability to be on community corrections. Right. So it is self-supporting, and they obviously they do have the funds available because they're paying twenty thousand dollars a year right now to be able to 
have a, a, a nice facility. Right. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. It's already kind of interesting. Um, what what comes from this. It's already a little bit interesting. Yes. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I, I just know that, you know, they did try. I don't know. That sounds like shots fired to me. Well, but. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm thinking. That's pretty. That's what that sounds like to me. I'm just, I'm just glad I'm a, I'm a bystander in that one. <laughs> I, I I have to agree with you. I think that might get interesting. I, I I do believe. Yes. I I although Tim Harmon, when asked by Judge Colvin, you know what he thought, he says, "I'm all for exploring options." So I don't know exactly. What that means, but he's all for exploring options. Well, okay. So good. I, I don't it's know how it, good to explore I don't know options. how costly those options may be. Yeah. And obviously, if we would end up putting probation with that, the county would have to fund the probation side of it. So I mean, the county would be putting funds into it. Right. Um, and I don't know if community corrections has. Um, any funding put back basically to um you know start saving money towards a construction project i do not think that the state would fund that for them so it'll be it's just going to be an interesting little thing well, coming up I'd i'm say. pretty sure the state isn't gonna step in and say here, here, here. We'll we'll take care of this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with happen. you on that. There's money. There's money involved. The state isn't going to pony it up. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the state never. No. Um. No. I guess the 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 hope or the desire is is the county is going to. But I I would certainly think the county would say you know okay we're interested but you gotta you gotta show your interest too by putting funds in towards it. Yeah, I. I think it's incredibly prudent to take the time now right. to make the plan and to examine what's going on. But, right. uh, uh-oh. Whoa! We have a guest in the studio this morning. It's like... Uh, 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 an, un- an uninvited? <laughs> Not, no, you weren't invited. Like, he weren't invited, but... He's like, a regular. Yeah. I, like, just, I just walked in. It's like yes, on the, I, I heard like, what you were talking about. It's like on the old Saturday Night Live when Mick Jagger used to just walk out on stage and join the musical guests. I'm not so. going to sing, though. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> can't, get, okay. can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, now you are singing. <laughs> don't, don't tell me no. So, Kevin, I, I know I've been to the county meetings, and, and there has not been any discussion request or bugging your ear i don't think about the possibility of building a new structure well let me back this up okay uh i sent judy stone to text this morning and you know her and i we talked to ward you know we talked about adding a facility on the north side of the administration office out there at the jail we talked about building a building for him out there where Grolich's building is right now that he could move out there, be close to the jail, 
talked about putting some beds in there for some work release. Uh, you know, we talked about moving him over to Doug Heights building. Went over and looked at it, said, yeah, that would be fine. But, and then I just, somebody just jogged my memory. We offered Shady Rest to them back in the day before. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Because we talked about work release center. Mm. And it yeah. has the bathrooms. It had the bedrooms out there. We thought it would be a great place. But nobody wanted to do anything. And then for, for in your article saying that the county did not do anything to find a facility for them is totally on the line. So, so you have talked, you did talk about it early on. We, we have before talked about they it. moved before into they, their current location, and then we had to do something, and that's why we talked about building the building out there because there is a the rumor of the fourth court, right? Yeah, so we knew he had to go someplace. Well, nobody wanted to make up their mind, so that's why he is over at the community resource center because we only had a very short period of time. Now, um, if we want to comply with the judge's wishes that they be in the same building, the health department lease is coming up next February or 1st of March. We could move the probation over there to the community resource center and bring the health department back to the county building. That way, they're in the same building. Oh, yeah. So everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but that went through my head. See? It's problem solved. <laughs> they're in the same building. That's interesting. That, that is an interesting concept. Well, yeah. yeah. Because that was the whole idea is to put... They wanted, they, they wanted would, to be together. You would have to fund and that's fine. the lease for the probation, probation to be there. And that's fine. And the health department funds their own right, right now. Oh, I'd be willing to do that. You know, we were willing to build a building, but nobody wanted to make a decision. And then we get down to the 11th hour and we had to do something. And that's why we looked at... You know, Ward went over to Doug Heights building, looked at it, said, yeah, we can, I got money that we can renovate, make it useful for us. But then they didn't want to do that. So to sit, to sit there, and I wasn't there, and I remember a few years ago, I was invited to go to the community corrections to talk about work release. I remember because they had lunch catered in, Ward had potato soup there. Wow, he even remembered it must have been good. You know, I don't remember must what have been I did. Good soup. I don't remember what I did yesterday, but I, I do remember some things. <laughs> and uh, Ward had talked, and I said, "You know, is this still? Are they still on board with this work release center?" Oh yeah. I said, "Cause if or not, I'm not going in." Oh yeah, everything's cool. So I go in there, and we get our me and Judy get our heads handed to us. So. Usually to my M.O., I just get up and leave. <laughs> so I left. And, but we, Judy, and I, Judy Stone and I did everything possible to build them a building, to add on to the jail on their administration, to offer them shady rest, to wow. go out there, because that was a big thing back then. It was work, work, work release. Well, work release and, was actually... A big thing in the jail itself, and the there was a cell, but a, it was an removed. area for work right, release. That's right. So, so, but out there to the building that we were, you know, we even had uh, started having some people put ideas together on 
the pole building, what it would look like, you know, some office space in there, some classroom space. And there was even talk about putting some, you know, beds back there for work release. So for somebody to sit there and say that the county hasn't done anything to support is, I'm just here to tell the other side of the story. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did. Because, I mean, yesterday, I I will tell you, not only that, and and now I'm really going to spill uh there had been you're not going to get invited back I know, I, you, you just, I know. you're not a good guest Kathy. um in june mayor mark center and brent martin were there uh at community corrections and they made a request for community corrections to help fund uh some furnishings in the support of housing project that is going in next to centier bank oh okay um and, and there were a lot of questions like, well, first off, it was $60,000 and why and well, what's I that just, kind of I was fund? Up, and, I was up in the auditor's office this morning and he, currently they have $800,000 in their fund. Oh, well. well and they, that's all people pay that money to be on right? the ankle bracelet. And it's not taxpayer dollars. So right, he has yeah. 800000 in there. Well, I'm trying to see... I don't know if I brought my notes in because I, I was just working on this story. But a- anyway, um, you know, the board, the, the advisory board, you know, said, well, what benefit would it be to community corrections to give you $60,000? And um, they said, basically, you know, we can't promise you that we're going to hold four rooms just for community corrections. So we can't have reservations for you. But that a lot of your clientele would actually qualify through the application program to be in there. And that um, when they open, obviously it's going to be, there's 18 units. There's going to be, you know, some Philip and, and having clients from community corrections in there puts them in a great setting because there's other services that will be in that building as for the Bowen center will be there so that they can have that kind of service right there at hand. And um, they're going to have programming in there for like budgeting and counseling mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And so um, they tabled it at June and Brent Martin and the mayor were there. The mayor sits on the committee, but they were there um, at the meeting again and, and talked a little bit more about it and, and, uh, ultimately, you know, Ward did a lot of the talking and, and said that basically, uh, you know, this would be beneficial to any of our clients that a lot of times they have people who could come out on community corrections, but they, but they no don't have a good to, place to live. They, they don't, don't have, have that stable home life that they need, yeah. they, that that would be available. And if there would be apartment available, and I think they, they could even probably maybe have a priority above somebody else to get in there and fill up an apartment. And so Community Corrections did give $60,000, which is a, a little less than half of what they need to furnish the 18 apartments. Um, so, But during that conversation, Brent actually said, and this is the truth, the, the Permanent Supportive Housing went to the county council two different times, about a year apart, to request supportive 
right. funding for it. The city put in over $300,000 to support this. And this is a county facility, not a city facility. And the first time they went, the county council didn't do anything. They didn't make a, you know. So the county council just heard the request and just basically. And then I believe the second time they went and they, they did not um, support, uh, agree to support, give any support to the project. And so there again, the county was thrown. County uh, council. Yeah, and that was the council, yes, uh, was thrown under the bus for, you know, not being supportive of the project. So it, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a great day for the county council or the, well, or the county in, in a whole. I mean, you guys, you could, be, you could be supportive of the project, but you don't have the purse strings. No. I mean, and you could even make a recommendation of, you know, we support this, and this is where we would recommend the county council take the money from. But, yeah. Very so, interesting. Uh, I just wanted to come in and just tell my side of the story that we have worked over the years to try and find a place. Or to build, even to build the place. Very interesting. Very and, interesting. and I guess we didn't have to put money into that clock tower, but I guess we could just let it fall down and just not restore it. But I think that would cause us more problems than what we're... What are we going to do? Uh, chop it off at chop the it top off and make a flat roof up there? Flat, and... flat roof. <laughs> we all know Ob what happens with We could put an roofs. observation deck up there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, no, I, I, think just... you, I think a lot of people would be very upset if you didn't put the money in to fix the clock tower and, and keep the historic integrity of, of the courthouse. You know, and, and if there has to be a building built or another lease of a building or whatever, <clears throat> there's not one commissioner on that board. That, that's the thing. Yes, I, I kind of wondered about that. Why is there only a council representative? Although I think the makeup of the board is created by state statute yeah and you know why you wouldn't have so, a council member uh, on there or a commissioner or, or a commissioner member on there does seem like a well, little unusual i guess if you got eight hundred thousand, you don't need the commissioners to do anything they can do their own thing so okay well i just thought i'd stop in and tell you my because i do have a little bit of history and i talked to judy and Judy said, yeah, she said, we went through this whole program with them. We were going to do this, we were going to do that, but nobody wanted to make a decision. So there you go. Very good. But we get thrown under the bus because the county didn't want to help them. Well, that's it's not true. Sounds to me like you had several ideas and options to look at. Yep. Just weren't feasible. And, and now, I mean, think about it. I, I'm thinking, looking around the 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 county building itself and the courthouse and i mean there's really not anything for sale or any space where you could get a substantial amount of property to build something on so i think my idea is might the best be to a just smart move the probation idea. over there and bring the health department back yeah we'll see what happens oh the yeah. rusty you know we talked about you know, they're getting lost from the...
probation department over to community corrections. Well, that, two blocks that, down. That solves a problem. They, they they might get lost going from one floor to the other. Some of mm-hmm. their clients. At least they're in the same building. <laughs> I guess we could do hand holding, or, or or draw a line on we, the floor. Follow uh, the red line. To well, the that's next what they do up at Memorial Hospital. Yes. You know, they got all the. If you're going to X-ray, red, take green, your, yellow, yes. red, blue. <laughs> Just follow the dots on the carpet. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Bye, Kevin. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for letting me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gosh, you know, and, and while he was here, I got to watch the the USA just team. Here watching just the Olympics. in time. I got to watch him come in and march in. So that was kind of cool. <sighs> um, also, in our news, um, I did uh, attend by Facebook Live uh, the Bourbon Town Council meeting last uh, last week, and. Um, there, Stellar, for the county, had a project in Bremen, a trail project in Bremen, um, that basically fell through. And so uh, the Stellar committee came to Bourbon and said, hey, we have in-dot trail money. Would you be interested in a trail project in Bourbon? They have... for trail money for Stellar. Um, Now, I will tell you that there is a match, and the town of Bourbon would have to come up with $160,000 to get Mm. $888,000, which to me sounds like a, if you can fund it, no-brainer type situation. Um, And so during the town council meeting last week, uh, Council President Ward Byers um, discussed the project. You know, obviously, the funds have been earmarked for Stellar. And since Bremen's project fell through, um, would we be interested? And so he talked a little bit about uh, what it would do would be putting additional walking and biking trails in the park, um, in, in their downtown park. Um, it would also then uh, run down Center Street, um, and so that would then connect the main park to the sit park in downtown. Um, and then it would also wander its way out to Westwood Park so that all of the parks would kind of be created together. And it would include the creation of a sidewalk for um, going to school that could be part of safe routes to school. Uh, and so they talked a little bit about, you know, $160,000 and how we're going to how we're going to fund this type, type right. of thing. And Kim Berger, uh, who is the clerk treasurer over there and ward buyers have been looking at it. And the park basically budgets about $30,000 a year for major um, improvements sure. into the park yeah. or repairs. Um, one of them would be. um they're just putting in uh, some new playground equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they did a major upgrade on an improvement of the water park feature. Um, they also have some other playground equipment coming in this year or that they're replacing this year. So they feel like they their parks are sitting in pretty good place right now and that they don't have to have the match money actually until 2024. So they could start being very conservative over the right. next few years, and that $30,000 they could start putting away towards the match money for that project. And ultimately, um, the council said, yeah, 
I think we should try and do this. Yeah, I I think it's a good idea. I, I, I do, too. If I'm sitting on that board, though, I have a little bit of concern that we... You know what I'm saying? It's like... Hey, uh, they can't do their project. You want to? Okay, let's 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 do a project. Let's get the money. It's gonna, uh, yeah, you get into and, that hurry up mode and, they, and just yeah. They and, definitely are in the hurry up piece of that. But if you've got some time, um, and you can go about it the right way, um, eight hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars. Yes, and it, it would be a huge to connect that like that to give those. That would be a cool thing to have it, in Bourbon no different than what we're trying to do what we're going to project we're going to do here in this town of plymouth is to connect uh packard woods right. to magnetic park right um uh, with a trail project and ultimately there is a countywide trail plan that ultimately would hook up the plymouth trail eventually to the bourbon trail right. you know and the bourbon trail to the bremen trail and yeah. The Plymouth Trail or the Argus Trail, maybe to the Culver Trail, so that, you know, eventually there would be this huge uh, trail project, which it, that's one, you know, that's one of the governor's uh, yeah. projects are, are these trail projects. And so um, if, they nice can, amenity. if they can fund that and and just kind of know that they're going to have to be conservative um, in the next few years well, with their budget. You're getting a million dollar trail for one hundred and sixty thousand yes. dollars. That's not a bad deal at all. No, I don't think so at all. Um, I think it's really exciting. Yeah, I guess the only concern I would have is that we don't just hurry up to do it. Just, just to do just it. Just to do it. Let's figure out exactly what we're going to do and let's do it the right way because we've got the money to do it the right, right. way. So. Now we have to, and and being that you know it'll come through in twenty twenty four, that does give right. them you know now they're they're sending their financial letter of commitment uh, for it, and, and so then would begin the process. They'll have to hire an engineer or a design company to come in and and. Take create the project yeah. obviously they have in the back of their mind this is what we're thinking we want to do um so now they have to get a company to come in and help them design it and right. all of that but uh, i think it's a cool thing yeah uh one last thing before we go to our first break uh during the commissioner's meeting this week faith chapman uh, for the marsh county health department was there to seek a permission to apply for uh, a grant um, and it was announced during that meeting that uh, Faith Chapman uh, is the new Marshall County Health Administrator. Uh, she replaces Ashley Garcia, who left in October of 2020 uh, when COVID was at its height. And uh, actually, Dr. Hollum has served as the administrator over these many months, uh, but they they actually did the process of hiring and faith put her name in for that and did the, went through the interview process and so she's going to be she is the new health administrator for the health department um, at this point she's going to continue her field work on septics that she's been doing uh, for the time being although um, they do have uh, someone Sonia Lawrence who is the emergency preparedness curator who's going to also step up and help 
help out there. So they're moving forward. But um, she was there to request a, 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 to apply for the emergency preparedness grant, which helps to pay the county's emergency preparedness coordinator, who is Sonia Lawrence. Um, and basically, the money also helps uh, to provide anything that she needs. So like computer programming, right. uh, specific training for her, or exercise plans for the county. So, okay, we're going to put a plan together that there's a train derailment and it had hazardous waste on it. And this is, right. you know, that's what she, she would be doing. And, and the funding will help pay for that exercise too. Um, when asked uh, how much the grant was for, they said, Faith said she didn't actually have the exact numbers, but she knew that last year it was $31,000. And the board unanimously approved uh, permission for her to apply for that grant. So good news. We have a, a new department head and we're going to get more money with emergency grants, 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 grants. More are, money, more where, money, more money. money coming from? <laughs> That's the part I can't figure out, but... All right, why don't we take our first break? We can do that. we got a prize to give away, too. Okay, what are we giving away? Uh, we are giving away pizza pills. Ooh, sounds good. Uh, $15. Ah, so you it's your choice of what you want. Do you yep. want to eat salad? Do you want to eat Mexican? Do you want to eat pizza? I mean, salad? Well, yeah. Oh, a actually, junior, their salads salad? are really good. Yes, yeah, they with are. poppy seed dressing. Yeah, their salads yeah. are really good. Um. You know the you know what else is good over there is the nachos. You ever uh, had those? Yes, I have. Actually. Yeah, those are good with the meat. Yeah, those are those are really good. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> fifteen bucks if you are a caller. Well, actually, it's a gift certificate worth your fifteen dollars. Yes. Your choice uh, for caller number. What is it again? Four. Oh, I was going to say fifteen. <laughs> no, nine three nine three six. Somebody would shoot us out front yeah, for that no, one. We'd both be lying here in a pool yes. of blood. Nine three six four zero nine six. Nine three six four zero nine six. Caller four getting fifteen bucks in a gift certificate to Pizza Bells, and that should have gone, and it didn't. How it's about now? Fire. Yeah. Every week, The Conspiracy Show explores life's unexplained mysteries because there's more to this world than what we can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. There are secrets and hidden agendas. Hi, this is Richard Serrett, host of The Conspiracy Show. Whether it's paranormal and supernatural phenomena, the UFO ET phenomenon, amazing conspiracies, remarkable mysteries, we'll talk about it all right here on The Conspiracy Show. Get your conspiracy fix every Sunday night here on WTCA at 10 p.m. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at 1 in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. 
Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. WTCA. I love you, love you, love you. Awesome, I am so excited. Your hometown station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. Feel good radio station. You're tuned in to What's Your Opinion on WTCA Employment. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. I figured since you're having such a wonderful day watching the Olympics, (laughs) and not the Olympics, the opening ceremonies, figured I'd play your, your favorite song. So. It is Friday. It is Friday. And that is, I like that song. I know you do. That's why I played it. We have a winner? Yes, we do. Kate. Winner, winner, pizza dinner. Kate, you have a plethora of choices. Uh, yes, I was just looking. I mean, toss salad, garden salad, chef salad. Um, how about the, one of my favorites? I like the stromboli. See, I'm a sub guy. Oh, Jim's a sub guy, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm a sub guy. But um, they also have a Texas barbecue and the beef boat and a beef and cheese. Um, and I have had the turkey sub over there, too. I like the turkey right. sub. Yeah. Ham and cheese. So, I mean, there, there's a variety of things, plus all kinds of pizzas that you want. Oh, yeah, the pizzas. Bill's Delight. Chicken, bacon, mushrooms, house ranch as a sauce. That actually Ooh. sounds good. Yes. That sounds like something. Yeah, I was that, gonna say don't don't Joe, tell don't tell Joe that Joe they've got they've got like, chicken on on a pizza. Yes. They might Hawaiian pizza, cause problems. cheeseburger pizza, BLT pizza, garlic butter sauce, lettuce, tomato, bacon, mayonnaise on the side. Ooh. The garbage pizza. That's always good. Yeah, so lots of lots of choices for pizza bills in downtown Plymouth. Yep. Okay. Go see them. And now Kate will get a chance to go see them. Yes, definitely. Very good. All right. We have a, a guest in the studio with us this morning. Uh, coming up next weekend is the Tyner Oddfellow Tractor Show. And John is with us from the Tyner Oddfellows. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, we appreciate uh, you having us uh Giving us the opportunity to speak about our, uh, our tractor show. Can you pull that microphone a little bit closer? I can. Thank Is that better? You. Very good. So um, I guess before we get to the tractor show, tell us a little bit. I mean, I think Tyner Oddfellows, they have this one reputation, and it's about frying fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you we are do. the best fish <laughs> fryers in the county, uh, probably in a 
multi-state area. <laughs> um, so uh, that's what they know you about. But tell us what the Odd Fellows actually are. The Odd the Odd Fellows uh, is a uh, benevolent organization that is. Uh, uh, created to uh, visit the sick, relieve the distress, uh, and help educate the orphans. That's how we got started, and that's where it started back in England. Okay. Uh, then we, uh, uh, for the United States, we headquartered out of Baltimore, and then we're in all 50 states. Okay. And um, tell us specifically a little bit about your lodge okay. uh, out at Tyner. I'd love to do that. Our lodge... Uh, is the largest lodge in the state of Indiana. <laughs> that does not surprise me, actually. And uh, it was started uh, by farmers, for farmers, to have a meeting place. And from there, it's taken off. It was started in 1905. And uh, we've had continuous growth. We just brought in nine new members, which is, again, the oh largest in the state. So now you don't have to be from Tyner. You have not have to be. I am from Plymouth, but... Uh, uh, <clears throat> and you don't have to be a farmer anymore? You do not. Okay. You know, farming uh, uh, has... Uh, Changed. People have gotten into other areas. <laughs> yes, that's true. And um, obviously, one of the biggest things that the Tynerod fellas is known for is fish fries. Um, and that's one of the ways that you guys make your funds. Correct. Uh, we put on for Tyner, we put on two... Uh, uh, two fish fries in April and October, and then uh, we also fry for uh, other organizations that uh, want to raise funds. All the funds that we that we raise are given out into the community, ours uh, at the Tyner area. So we fund scholarships. Uh, we fund uh, uh, people that are in distress where they need help with uh, their utility bills. Or they might have a problem raising scholarship money. They might have a problem paying a mortgage. Uh, so we're there to help those folks out. And, and do people come directly to you and ask for those funds? Or would it be maybe somebody who's, I'm just going to pick out something like at the neighborhood center or at the trustee's office. Let's say the trustee because uh, somebody may be going there and saying that their utilities are going to be shut off and, um, the trustee only has this much money, and Neighborhood Center can put in this much money, and they still don't have enough. So do they come to you personally, or do they come to you through other organizations to request funding? Well, they would come to us per, uh, come to us directly, oh. but we fund uh, or raise funds to be distributed into the Polk Township area. Okay. So that's our area of, uh, of uh, coverage. Okay, very good. Um, and it, you're the biggest organization, so how big uh, is the membership for the Tyner Odd Fellows? We have 96 members oh, now. Uh, out of that 96 members, we've got about uh, between 30 and 35 active members. Uh, we hold our meetings once a week, so you can imagine. Oh, my. Uh, you know, that's a lot of times that you have to go, or you don't have to go. Do but you, I assume you meet at the Tyner Community Building? No, we com we have our own lodge, oh. which we are proud of that lodge. We think it's probably the finest in the state. Um, and, uh, again, we meet there. Uh, we have a dinner every Wednesday. Wow. So we, our dinners are from 730 to 8, and then the lodge meeting starts at 8 o'clock. Wow, that's fantastic. And we have a game room set up, so... People that want to play, I guess, euchre is really big in this area, so they want to, they want to have a 
be in a card game, or they can play pool. We have two pool tables, so we have a lot of a lot of uh, activities and a lot of uh, things that we've created so people can stay and be interested in becoming an odd fellow. And and, and how, what is the process um, to be an odd fellow? How do you get? Well, you just said you've just brought in right, new members. Right. What's that process? We nominate. We nominate a person, and he goes. That person goes through a review process. Uh, once that review has taken place and approval has been given, then there's four steps. There's uh, or four degrees. The first degree is the initiatory degree, and that's the one that we just brought in nine new members. And then there's three other degrees uh, that they have to go through. But it can be all done the same day. Oh, can it really? Yes. Oh, so, I figured you had to have be in so many. No months or years and do so many things and then you move up and then you move up and then you move up no it uh you you can do it all in one day if you have the whole day okay but uh like we said before because it was uh, started for by farmers for farmers not a lot of people had a whole day to, to <laughs> put out there <laughs> that's for darn sure so um you guys are are putting together an event now this is not a, a regular event that you've done in the past this uh, no. tractor show this is something is this something new that's going to be an annual event or is this like okay let's see what we can do okay this is uh it's, it's a brand new event for us and we were looking to see how we could uh raise additional funds uh for the polk township uh community because we know that there's a lot of people out there that are hurting uh we're going to see how this goes we think it's going to be highly successful uh, and then we're looking to possibly uh, put this on on an annual basis. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, this is really a draining <laughs> exercise <laughs> to get this off the ground, being our first. Uh, oh, I, I don't know, imagine. maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's the first time. So you, it is. I mean, it is. once you get through one or two of them, right. then you, oh, okay, now we know what to expect. Uh, we, this time is like, okay, here we go. We're, Kind of flying by the seat of our pants, but we'll get this accomplished. So let's talk about what your plans are for next weekend. It, it actually activities kick off on Friday. Correct. Uh, the 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 uh, program starts uh, Friday the thirtieth, and uh, it starts at uh, uh, ten o'clock, or uh, on Friday it starts at two o'clock and runs until eight o'clock okay and uh that's for people to come in there and take a look at tractors uh the tractor setup or the uh, placing of the tractor starts at 10 in the morning uh and it will go through friday uh, or friday until eight o'clock all day friday they have to come in and get right, their tractor right. set up and then on saturday uh we open up at nine and go through four and same way with the tractors we start at six in the morning for tractor arrival and we're uh, we're finished by nine o'clock so when the people are there okay so let's talk a little bit about i'm not a farmer okay. i'm a city girl i guess big town big city of plymouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm a city girl so um far and and i just happened to be at the fair last night okay uh and so i we got there right as the tractor parade was going on Great. so we Great. so is there a specific brand or a specific age of tractors that you're looking for? No, the only, well, the only stipulation that we have, any tractors uh, is welcome, uh, be it uh, a refurbished tractor or a working tractor. 
the only stipulation is, is that the tractor has to be 1979 or older. Gosh, Rusty, what year did you graduate? Okay, it was before my graduation. At least we got that. Yeah. Well, then well, maybe you after- can qualify for the kiddie pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah you probably could. <laughs> it's after my graduation because I graduated in 78. So it tells you how old I am. I'm an antique now. <laughs> but and, and so you're anticipating having actually like uh, people who have taken antique tractors and refurbished them and brought them back to pristine condition. But maybe an, uh, an antique tractor in its original state still um that may have to be hauled in on a trailer and set there or whatever all all different things so they don't actually have to we have a couple of those that are going to be uh uh, trailered in and then set down that are not running okay but we really want the ones that are running we don't you know it does not have to be pristine it can again like i said it can be a working tractor and there's a lot of old tractors out there that are still being worked on the farms. I, I do believe that. I mean, obviously there's some fantastic new ones, but you can't, who can afford some of those? Right. So the old reliables, uh, that's my, we were, as we were driving, I think maybe home from the fair, I, I told my husband, I said, your uncle lived on a farm. I wonder if he has an old tractor that, you know, would be like for that kind of thing. So, have people have some of the tractors already registered with you or will they just register on friday and then on saturday morning they will register on friday and saturday so, so you really have no clue of how many you're going to have no but from what we uh have been told uh we think we're going to get probably uh, 200 or, or more tractors we have some of the people that are being our tractor show will be in the plymouth tractor show which is tomorrow so, tomorrow so they'll be talking to those people uh and uh, we feel that you know we'll get uh, we'll get some of those people, if not a lot of those people. Well, uh, you know, it's it's no different than the car show type situation that, um, you know, it's like you want to go somewhere every weekend and show off your car. You want to go somewhere every weekend and show off your tractor. So, and in this case, you probably don't have to go very far from Plymouth to Tyner or Bourbon to Tyner. Or, you know, it's it's nice that you don't have to travel a long distance. Uh, I like to say that Tyner is a suburb of Plymouth. Yes. And so, therefore, it's not very far to go see. Actually, that is the truth because now a lot of times when I get police reports and, and they put French Street, Plymouth, and it's like, well, really, it's French Street and Tyner, but <laughs> Tyner must not have its own post office it anymore. So it it's not. now got a Plymouth right. address to it, and it really isn't. It's Tyner. Um, which So if it makes a blotter, we're thankful it says Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very good. So then will the tractors actually, uh, will there be a, a competition of, of judging for the tractors? No, and, there's, there's no okay. competition. Just a they'll, show. Right. They'll have their uh, identification tag on the tractor explaining uh, the uh, make of the tractor, who owns it, and the year of the tractor. So people get a good idea when they're looking at something. One of the questions that always comes up is, how old is that tractor? Right. And uh, so that will be uh, on the front of the tractor showing some of that information. That's that's always nice because one of the ones that was driving through the fairgrounds last night, I want to say it was kind of like a corn picker thing or something. It had 
like a, a shoot on the side that had little pointy things sticking out like it would go through the field and and chop off the corn and, and bring it through. But it only had like three, three little things yeah. on the side. So small. But it was, a, it, I could tell it was a really old tractor, but I have no clue how old it was or I don't know if you called that combine or what is it that is, the, but... the technical name of a corn picker thing yeah corn picker thing <laughs> i think corn picker you can drop the thing <laughs> oh, okay all right so the tractor show is the big part of it but th- this event is set up for the whole family it is and you know we encourage the uh, uh the parents to bring their kids because we feel that if we get the kids interested down the road that uh, they'll they'll stay interested in it, and that's why we've uh, uh, come up with uh, games for them. Uh, we have the uh, kitty tractor pull. Oh, there you we, go. We have uh, four, five five antique pedal tractors oh. that uh, uh, one of our members, Jerry Moore, has put uh, put together. That will be pulling. Uh, a weighted sled to see how just like the big boys exactly do. exactly and then we're going to have um, uh, a barrel ride for the kids they can do that and another thing that we came up with that we think is uh, is going to really interest the kids is we're going to have a uh, a penny hunt in sawdust <laughs> where they can go in there and for uh, a set amount of time uh, they'll get to keep everything that uh, that they find in that uh, in in the sawdust pit, so we're looking forward to that. I remember doing that at Blueberry Festival when it used to be in the old part of Centennial Park. Yeah. I actually did participate in the sawdust penny hunt. So it yeah. sounds fun, actually. Yeah, it does. You know, get well, in. Russie, if we. Uh, <laughs> Sawdust if, is fine. if we're looking for people, we're gonna invite you. You to gonna come invite down me there. to get in yes. there? Yes. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't uh, mind that. I don't know. There might be sawdust flying everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> find anything either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a, an all day, well an uh, afternoon and evening event on Friday, and then an all day event on Correct. Saturday. Correct. So. I mean, obviously, you'd like people to come and spend some time. So I assume while they're there, they may come and get thirsty or get hungry, and you can actually satisfy that part of it, too? Absolutely. We're going to have uh, a sausage and corn roast. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, soft drinks uh, and water uh, for the people. And uh, we're also going to have uh, our sister uh organization which is called the Rebecca's which is part part of the Oddfellow uh, will be having uh, hot dogs so you'll have a choice of hot dogs or sausage and the hot dogs really are more directed towards the kids. children yes. yes um okay now you guys are fish people so right. sausage where this where did the sausage and corn come from well the the, the, the corn's coming from sunshine farms on uh, uh-huh. uh yes and you probably know jan from, queen road uh, yep yep from uh farmer's market that's fantastic and then the, uh then the sausage is is coming from uh john's and napanee and are you are some of the odd fellows going to be cooking that stuff there yes we will be wow. cooking that and uh, uh again the corn will be uh uh, locally we'll grown, there, local, locally grown, locally provided, locally wow. cooked. Fantastic. We like to be all encompassing. Now, 
the event, though, to get into the Tyner Oddfellow Tractor Show next Friday or Saturday, um, is there a cost? There is no cost. It's, uh, it's uh, free to get in, free to walk around, and uh, free to see your friends there. You know what? I don't think we've said where it's going to be held at, though. No, but we were going <laughs> we to tell you that. It's, it's, it's going to be held at the uh, uh, Tyner Community Center which is, uh, you mentioned French Corners and, and Tyner. Yep. Just down uh, down a little bit from that. Uh, really, if you get to Tyner, if you can get to Tyner from wherever you are, right. you, re- you really shouldn't have too much right. trouble locating it. The other thing that I want to say, that we haven't brought this up, and it's just uh, recent that we came up with this idea, was we're going to have a Tyner town-wide uh, yard sale. Oh, cool. So there's other things other than the tractor show. If they want to go to the tractor, and hopefully you do. Well, maybe the dads go to the tractor exactly. show or grandpas go to the right, tractor right. show and the moms go garage sailing. Usually what happens. Man. And then <laughs> they meet up and have lunch and then they That's split right. up again right. and hang out a little bit longer. So we think we've provided enough activities for people to stay more than just five minutes. I like that idea, definitely. Um, now, um, on your poster, I, I do see, too, that you're going to have some hourly raffles, too. So we are. We're going to have door prizes. Okay. Uh, we're going to have raffles. and uh, So there'll be somewhere to find tickets for that? They'll have to, there'll be people walking around with tickets. Okay. Uh, we have some great uh, great raffle, uh, raffle tickets uh, or great uh, raffle prizes that we're going to be giving out. Uh, one of them is going to be uh, uh, a uh, um, grill. Oh. And that's one that the Rebecca's uh, will be giving away. For the men, we will have uh, uh, a rifle that we'll be auctioning off. Fantastic. So, again, you know, we, we're trying to think outside the box and. Uh, come up with ideas that uh, really have uh, keep people interested. In. Well, every farmer needs gun. You gotta, you know, you gotta shoot that groundhog once in a while or whatever. So yeah, definitely go. It goes hand in hand. I, I would say. And then once you shoot that groundhog, you want to cook it up on the grill. But that, uh, how about the deer <laughs> instead? Get the deer out of the corn and then cook it up on the grill when you're done with it. Well, so let me say another thing too is on Saturday. On Saturday, we're gonna have a very famous uh, radio announcer streaming live. I believe his name is Rusty. <laughs> Uh, live at the Tyner uh, Tractor Show. I'd like so, to meet that guy if he's so. that famous. <laughs> Was that famous or infamous? Think I can think I can get my picture taken with him? That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Whatever adjective you want to use, go for it. <laughs> Very good. But uh, we're really excited about it. And if any of your listeners have tractors and are looking at that, uh, they can contact uh, Jerry Ross. Uh, for their uh, tractor uh, participation, and he can tell them exactly what needs to take place, uh, or Todd Jacobson, and it's on our flyers. And we have our flyers all over the county. They are. I'm trying to think. I just drove by a, a location, a corner somewhere. I don't know um, if you have one of those yard signs again, uh, but I we've been camping out at Jellystone. We have a lot out oh, there, and you might want to yes. put one right there at the entrance yeah, to Jellystone so. this weekend yes. because yes. because Tyner is a lot closer to oh, Jellystone yeah. than is. Plymouth is. It so is. It is. Um, you probably have some guys that might be interested in tractors uh, camping out at Jellystone right. this weekend. Well, we thank you for that suggestion. And that that might be another place yes. to 
get some more attendees to come and look for something to do. So, um, you know, it's, it's just a fun thing. Now, I assume some of these, I mean, most of these people aren't going to get on their tractor and drive it from Culver to Tyner, I wouldn't think, that they're going to trailer them in, most of most them? Most of them will be trailered in, but you'd be surprised. Uh, some of the people that we've talked to, they're going to... They're going to drive gonna, it. Right. Well, one of them, one of them that's going to be... Uh, uh, um, in our tractor show, is looking to uh, drive his tractor down here to Plymouth. Ah, okay. So, you know, if you can go from Tyner to Plymouth, you can go from Plymouth to Tyner. I, I would certainly think so. Come on, Kathy, um, you got a tractor, you got to drive it. <laughs> well, <laughs> why not? Or at least start it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, I'm wondering, because then you'll have some place where we'll be right there where the show is there'll be some place where you'll put the trailers and then they'll drive it over to the we do we have a farm and the farmer has been gracious to uh provide uh uh, uh land there so that all the trailers can be parked there okay um and then the other thing because you are kind of tight quartered there in that uh um, space at the community building uh you're not going to have people uh, golf carts have been come very popular especially out in the county a lot of people you know hop on their golf cart and drive down the neighborhood or or whatever um and you're not going to have golf carts uh permitted uh uh, inside you can yeah you can drive to the thing but and we have ample parking for people uh that will be coming uh to uh, be able to easily park their their vehicles and come to the show and come to the show and the parking area for that is on the community uh, grounds so there's hardly any any walk there fantastic so, yeah it, it, it you know i think i think for being your first time it it really sounds like you've got your bases covered and yeah well it's gonna be a lot easier the second time <laughs> <laughs> it will and it will probably it, it could be one of those things um right now you're, you're you have room for 200 tractors or so um but you know, after this first year, you may have 300 tractors next year. So you may have to expand out a little bit and get some more space so that uh, everybody can come and enjoy it. But, you know, it's another great opportunity for people to come to Tyner um, and see the community that was there. And, you know, it's it's too bad uh, Anna Lichty Bach isn't here because um, she played the Huckleberry Queen, oh, okay. who was from Tyner, from the... the marshy area there and and she had a get up a costume and and could parade around on the on the fairgrounds as the huckleberry queen that would be a an interesting put that down for next year maybe you can get anna Bach <laughs> you know, that's not bad. I... as a huckleberry queen and uh anna will shoot because she lives in florida now but she has family here i saw her at the uh downtown at river parks or no i saw her at the uh, museum uh, the book dinner signing once Oh, yeah. oh, okay. And she was uh, there. And yeah, she, she was, was just playing. here last month uh, for a book signing. She uh, wrote a book. and, um, But, yeah, that kind of – it goes with Tyner. Uh, kind it does. Of the history does. of Tyner. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. It's, uh, so we're, we're really trying to reach out to the community, have some activity going, and uh, get the community get the community involved in the Marshall County. This really is a Marshall County endeavor. And, exactly. Uh, we really – really think that uh, we know that they'll appreciate uh, the tractor show. 
it's going to be that nice. Well, and, and basically just know uh, that, you know, the money that you spend there uh, is money that then ends up being dispersed back into the community exactly. uh, to help exactly. those in need. So. Yeah, and I thought that, you know, you guys are all volunteers. Nobody's Correct. taking anything out of this. Everything you make is going straight back to the community. Which so. is a, is yeah. a great thing. Yep. Um, it, is there a registration cost for the tractors when they come no. in? No, no registration. It's, even. it's free. Gee, I thought that yeah. would even be some money there. So. Well, I mean, it, you know, you can do that, but I guess what we want, is the participation of the track more than that in, anything you know. yeah we we think we're going to do all all right with uh, if you amount. get 200 tractors there that's at least 200 guys probably more like 400 at least because they'll bring their wives and Correct. they all got to eat so that, oh we're gonna have ice cream too oh yeah. wow forgot that so we got a lot of things <laughs> how did you forget the ice cream i don't know <laughs> i don't know you know so the only thing you've got to worry about, Rusty, is the weather. Yeah. So th I guess. that that's going to be your challenge this next week, is to make sure that we have good weather next Friday and Saturday for the Tyner Oddfellow Tractor Show. Well, you know I am famous, but I don't have a whole lot to do with the weather. Uh, you, you don't. Have my a powers don't nature? extend to that that extent, but you know, I can try. I guess. <laughs> okay. Well. Let's hope you can. Try, Rusty. Yeah, I'll try. He'll, I will he'll try. do his best. Yeah. So, John, have we covered everything? You certainly have. We, uh, again, appreciate it. I'd just like to mention uh, a few sponsors, but we're going to have a sure. whole sponsor board uh, of everybody that's uh, of the sponsors that have uh, contributed to the success of this. But, you know, a couple would be like Great Heart Seeds. Um, Oliver Ford will be having a, a uh, truck down there. Uh, a brand new truck so that people can see uh, see what the new trucks are, are all about. Uh, uh, Monteith, uh, uh, best one tire, sure. uh, is, is really gotten behind us. Uh, D. Miller Implements over in Bourbon. Uh, uh, Bain Welker Tractors mm -hmm. out on 30. Uh, Meriprice Financial, Doug Gerke, has really been... Uh, a contributor and been behind us so we appreciate doug doing that and then last but not least is bowen printing and if you anybody's ever done printing they can see uh, how difficult it is to coordinate all that and don has been just uh, really great about helping us uh, uh, get the posters together what we need thinking about did we look at this or do we do we need that type of poster and I'm telling you, we've gone right up to the midnight hour of ordering, going back to her, and she has not once said no or, you know, uh, turned a, uh, a blank expression on it saying, what? Yeah, that's the one thing about your poster. It does have that patriotic feel to it about does. the whole it thing. Does. So it I think does. that's kind of, um, you know, in this day and age, I love everybody having their flag out and showing their patriotism so and that's the way it should be uh definitely so i kind of i would like it well so anyway we uh, again uh, certainly appreciate the effort and the times that you have given us uh we know that uh, we're on the air with you folks um and you know you really contribute to uh the success of our tractors so uh, again, thank you. Thanks. I know Rusty. Rusty is looking forward to being there next uh, Saturday. Um, 
we just have to make sure we can get time. Maybe maybe I'll have to get out there and get some video of you at the uh, Penny Scramble. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, me, hands and knees in a pile of sawdust would probably be an interesting video, I, I would imagine. I could just see sawdust everywhere yeah. and then sawdust in your hair when yeah. you're done. So. Yeah. And Russia will be out there from 10 to 2. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to it. Um, and we will keep talking it up. And we've got some commercials running and, you know, reminding the people next week uh, to make plans to attend either on Friday or Saturday or both days, if you'd like. Um, there's lots of activities going on for everybody. So uh, Friday from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 p.m. Correct. And on Saturday from 9 o'clock in the morning until 4. So Let me just say one other thing. Uh, if, if, they, if the people are driving here on Michigan Street, They'll see us on the marquee at Reese Theater. Well, cool. Good deal. During the week. So, yes. uh, Jack Davis is helping us uh, cool. coordinate that. So That's fantastic. That. That's great. Good deal. Well, John, we want to thank you for coming well, in and spending time you. with us this morning. Thank we appreciate you. It's, it. It's been my pleasure to have, be here. All righty. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so we have another break to take. We do. Uh, so let's take it. Um, Alrighty. Without further ado. Hey, Davey, guess what's happening on Saturday, July 31st? What? Try to guess. Art booths, live music, food booths, and free kids' activities like balloon art, face painting, and more. I know. It's the Arts in the Street Festival. That's right. It'll be in downtown Plymouth from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Can I get a balloon animal? Sure. And food? Yes. And we'll hear great live music, and I'll find some unique art from Indiana artists. What if we need more info? Just go to heartlandartgallery.com. Arts in the Street on July 31st in downtown Plymouth. Got it. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaican me crazy blueberry muffin or decaf coffee plymouth belmart bp opens at 4 a.m for all you early birds i love it fm 106.1 and am 1050 your hometown station wtca
It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Come on, everybody. Hit it! One more time! Bang that drum all day today. It's Friday. My challenge to you, Plymouth, walk into your boss's office right now, <laughs> look him dead in the eye and say, I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. Turn and walk out. That's my challenge to you, Plymouth. I uh, don't think we're going to have to worry about that happening today, but. Who knows? I want video. If you decide to take my <laughs> challenge. Send us a video. I want video. It will go straight to Facebook. So, here we go. Okay. Uh, a couple of other things I just <sighs> want to mention in the news. Yesterday, I was not here. Uh, thank no, you, Jim you Masters. He, he filled in for me yesterday. Um, because I attended the Marshall County Unsafe Building and Premises Board meeting. And... Um, so, uh, 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 kind of a quick update. I ended up typing over two pages, but I just put it all in one story, everything. So, uh, they did conduct a public hearing for the Eugene and Virginia Gruwell property. Uh, this is at 16514 Cheryl Court in Plymouth. And I'm like, Cheryl Court, Cheryl Court, Cheryl Court. I can try to figure out where it is. Uh, I, I think like- my buddy dated her in high school. <laughs> Uh, Cheryl Court is actually the subdivision on State Road 17 across the state from the Plymouth Country Club. Oh, okay. All right. So all right. So there's all that right. subdivision. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Cheryl yeah. Court is the street that parallels State Road 17. Yeah. This house would face State Road 17 right there. Um, Eugene and Virginia are deceased. And the home is in disrepair. It is not unsafe. But it is unhabitable. Um, and apparently it must be open at some point because they had interior pictures where everything that was there apparently when they passed away is still there. Oh, man. So, I mean, the sheets are on the bed. The you know, glass is sitting wow. here. I mean, and it is a mess. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the walls have, I don't want to say they've been graffitied. Um, by a stranger, because like there, here's handprints on this wall where like somebody put paint on, you know, and just you know. See, okay, that to me seems almost the same as leaving an envelope with your address on it at the bottom <laughs> of a pile of garbage. Let's just put our fingerprints all over somebody's wall. The issue is with this is that this home has a substantial mortgage on it. Still on it. Still on it. Um, I did look it up online. The taxes are paid. So, you know, they they haven't been able to contact anybody personally about the issues with this property. The county has gone out and mowed it twice already this year um, because it's just so overgrown mm-hmm. and it's in a residential neighborhood. Right. I mean, um, so they they put notice in the newspaper got no response they also there is a, an online portal where, where they put notice about what was happening 
that a lot, a lot of mortgage companies have the opportunity to, they know that there is no local financial institution holding the mortgage on this. Um, now, how did that happen if there's still oh, a mortgage on it? Well, you don't have to get, I mean, look on, look online. You can get a mortgage online anymore and not even have to go. Oh, so it's not a local company it's that not a local has company. it, but somebody yes. has it. Yes, somebody has okay. it, that, but they have not been able to, I guess, really determine who has it. Um, and and so I know I don't, if the if the taxes have been paid, the taxes have come from somewhere. And I, but, but I don't know. I, I should go look at it. It seems like a mortgage company. If you're not getting paid, it seems to me like you'd be looking for somebody to pay you. I I, I find that fascinating. Um. Because in my uh, my experience, people you owe money to usually come looking for it. Well, the taxes <laughs> have been paid, so that part of it, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to go to the county's GIS um, to look at this because I looked at it yesterday. Paste that in there. Check, check. Check. Okay, so then if you scroll down here at the bottom. Okay, taxes were paid by C-O-R-E, CoreLogic, L-O-G-I-C. CoreLogic. Okay. CoreLogic has paid the taxes in 14, 15, and 16, and then L-E-R-E-T-A. Paid the taxes in 18 and 19. And then Corey Logic paid the taxes again, part of them in 19. And then the 20 taxes pay in 21. So, uh, but they, but because the mortgage company, these people are dead. The mortgage company is responsible for the, that home. They right. own that yeah. home. So they're the ones who should be taking care of this. Right. Um, and obviously, the county last thing the county you know wants is to have that take care of that piece of property, so they're trying to get a hold of the mortgage company to say, "Get out here and do something about right. this." Um, as I said, the home is not um, unsafe, but it is inhabitable right now. Mm-hmm. So somebody, I mean, the mortgage company could sell it, but I I heard that the mortgage was ninety thousand dollars and. Nobody's going to want to pay $90,000 for the home in that condition. No. I told Jim, you know, maybe 40,000, but you'd probably have to put probably another 40 or 60,000 into right. it yeah. to make it truly habitable. Are there I I can see the, the on the roof there is probably an issue going on there and you're going to have to get dumpster after dumpster to clean out the inside of it yeah. and then, you know, the, the septic's going to have to be rechecked. And, I mean, you're totally, basically doing a total right. gut yeah. and start all over. But, uh, so anyway, that that's one that they're, that they're working on. Um, and they're trying to find out, you know, the, the owner. They did start to impose a $100 a day fine until some action is taken on the needed repairs and improvements to that property so hopefully that will spur whoever owns that home to contact the county and and you know make some plans of of what they're going to do with that Hmm. so that was the public hearing and then the board was just updated 
uh, on a number of other properties. One of them uh, is at 17-149 Lincoln Highway. This is west of Plymouth, out towards Donaldson. There's a small little apartment strip. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going towards Donaldson, it's on the left-hand side yeah. of the road there. Uh, it's owned by Jerry Heck. Uh, there's like four or five apartments in there, um, and the septics failed there. Um, during the meeting, Faith Chapman from the County Health Department said um, they still have somebody living there, and they're not supposed to. Right. Um, there's, there's not supposed to have anybody living there. Um, it is going back before the judge again um, on August the 24th. Apparently, uh, the owner jerry heck had uh wanted to put a a residential septic system in Mm -hmm. but because if it because it's being multiple apartments that that can't happen and so they said that he's basically in contempt of uh what the judge had talked about and so they're hoping that the judge will um you know take some big action uh in the case on the 24th uh, the next property is at 17036 Tamarack Road in Culver. This property is owned by George Hoppel. Uh, the board's been working on this property for quite a while. Uh, uh, Howard, uh, who is the building inspector, said, you know, they've done a little bit of cleanup, pro- but the progress is really slow. Um, the health department also has been dealing with a septic issue on that property, and it's just very slow going right. with that one. Uh, the next one is at 590 West Jefferson Street in Culver. Uh, this is a property that's owned by Larry Boltzma. Back in the day, it was Boltzma Furnishings. It mm-hmm. was out uh, east or west of town there. Um, there was a fire that happened there several months ago, and since that fire, nothing has happened. There's a, just a... The building is in disarray. The fire damage is still there. No action has been taken. Um, Mr. Boltzma did uh, acquire a uh, demolition permit, uh, but has not done anything with it Mm -hmm. um, and has has not moved forward. The building inspector has been there and talked to him, and still nothing is happening. So the board started to uh, will be imposing a $100 a day fine with him. Uh, they did ask the building inspector to let Mr. Boltzmann know that it, you know he can get out of that fine if he would start taking some action and and get that project cleaned up. Right. Uh, the next project is at 16309 State Road 17 in Culver. This is Randy's Bait Shop. Um the owner, Randall Walters is deceased. His brother uh um, is actually controlling that, and uh, Steve Howard, the county building inspector, was there the day before the meeting, which would have been Wednesday, and he said the brother was on the property yesterday, um, which would have been Wednesday, uh, and was doing some mowing and cutting some trees down, uh, wild trees that have grown up sure. there. Um um, but they haven't made any contact with the building inspector to get the the safety issues and the cleanup uh, issues there resolved. So once again, uh, this one they actually in that June meeting uh, started assessing a one hundred dollar a day fine. Notice was sent to the property owner, and there has been no results from that fine yet. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. 
the next property is at 15836 Cook Lake Trail in Plymouth. That property is owned by Linda Ward. Uh, she's no longer living in the home. They have had the gas and the electricity turned off to the home. Um, and she's actually made arrangements with the county building inspector to do a walkthrough so that he can assess the situation there. Um, and uh, she was granted uh, more time uh, to work with the building inspector to see what needs to be done there uh, with that property. Um, another property is at 15762 Menominee Trail in Plymouth. This is owned by Herky, Herky and Edna Swihart. Um, those, those two are both deceased. Um, the sister has been taking care of this property. Um, there is a septic issue there. She actually has hired a soil sample scientist who's come in and done the samples and actually, uh, recently, uh, sent a preliminary, uh, septic design into the health department for a new septic there. Um, there's also going to have to be some cleanup on that property because where they're proposing to put the new septic, there's a huge wood pile of brush and everything there that that's going to have to all be taken care of. I think this one may also have, I don't know if it's this one or the next one. One of these two, I saw pictures had a couple of boats sitting at the back of the property, not on trailers, just old boats that were sitting there. So there's some cleanup that needs to be done, um, on that one. Uh, and then the final update was at 17915 Vine Street. This is actually in Tyner, but they say Plymouth. It's owned by Terry and Susan Boswell. Uh, Faith uh, Chapman from the health department was there just the other day. They still have pondage sewage in the yard from a failed septic system. Uh, the owners are working to evict the tenants by the end of the month. They should be out of there. And then their plan is to have the septic system evaluated um, after the tenants move out and determine what the issues are and move forward that way. There was some clock where you can't have a, the septic evaluated while the tenants are still there. But anyway, their plan is to evict the tenants. Um, part of the reason it was at the meeting they the complaint came from the tenants to the health department about the septic failing and not having any action, I believe. And mm. then uh, the county building inspector said he uh, has one new case uh, that it brought forward. Um, it's on Grape Road on a piece of property owned by Michelers. I did try to look it up to get the rest of the name that goes with the Michelers. There's more than one Michler uh, in, in Marshall County. Um, really? Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find any Michelers on Grape Road, so I was like, ah, I'm lost. Um, but there's a barn that has collapsed on that property, um, and it's a safety factor there. And so uh, they did send a letter just this week to the property owner, and they're hoping that that will spark some action on uh, taking care of that barn that's collapsed there. So we'll see what happens there. Um, also... Um, a Walkerton man was arrested by Plymouth police on Tuesday. Uh, this happened just before midnight. Officer Arnold responded to the report of a possibly impaired driver on U.S. 30. Uh, that vehicle was located on Lincoln Highway near Pioneer Drive. Um, during the traffic stop, the, the driver was identified as 32-year-old Justin Witt. Um, and after an investigation, he was arrested and lodged in the Marshall County Jail for possession of a legend drug, OWI. OWI with a juvenile passenger in the vehicle and 
OWI with a prior conviction within the last seven years. He was held on a $1,500 cash bond uh, with that. Yeah, you, you can't get an OWI and get another one in seven years or you get additional charges for that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yes. Um, we had done a story uh, given, basically giving uh, boaters the warning that over the July 4th holiday weekend, the Indiana Conservation Officers conducted dry water, open Operation Dry Water. Uh, which basically was a heightened enforcement uh, of boating and drinking. Don't You can't be driving a boat and be drinking a beer. You can't be drunk and driving. The same thing, you know, on the water as it is on the road. Um, Now, uh, for our district, that includes the county of Wabash, Miami, Fulton, Marshall, St. Joe, Elkhart, and Kosciuszko County. So we're talking about a seven-county area. Um, and during that July 2nd through 4th weekend, um, they had three boating under the influence arrests, which is pretty good in seven counties, I would say. They had 22 boating citations and uh, 48 boating warnings. Uh, in addition, the 11 conservation officers participating in Operation Dry, Dry Water uh, in District 1 also uh, had a total of 962 boating hours while patrolling those waterways, which that would be a perfect job. I mean, <laughs> get out on a 4th of July weekend and be on the water like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? I know there are exceptions to the rule, but I have over the years found that uh, boaters tend to be more than drivers, very kind of courteous and careful mm-hmm. and um i don't know why but it just seems to me i mean like i said there are exceptions there are those idiots that but for the most part I, you go out you don't have a lot of boat rage i guess like road on. rage yeah, yeah that's true um, yeah, it does happen occasionally yeah i'm but, sure it does but, but you know like i said i think they seem to be more courteous a more courteous say. a little more chill about things a little more helpful about Oh, you go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. You know, it just it just seems like it's a better. Well, it's a I little like more to, relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. You're not hurrying to well, get somewhere. I'm late for a meeting. I, you know. I, I'm sure some of it has to do with the fact, too, that this is a very expensive toy that you want to take care of extremely well. True, but your cars are expensive toys, yeah, but too. Not well, expensive not toys. toys They're but... tools. You have to use them to go wherever you want. I mean, oh, okay. if you've got a boat, that's... Uh... Here, it's a toy. If you have a boat at Lake Michigan or out on the Gulf or, you know, it's, on the ocean, you, that could a, be... Unless yes, you're a fisherman, a, a it's fisher, still a Yes, toy. that could be... Uh, well, Dan and Crystal have a friend who it, it does charter fishing. Right. So that's the tool. Uh, well, sure, if you, if you yes. make your living that way. but Otherwise, it's a toy. Otherwise, it is a toy. Some okay, of... how many people do you know that don't use their boat to make their living? Yeah, not very many. <laughs> have it as, it, it's a toy. It's a very expensive <laughs> toy. I And honestly, the more I think about it, how much money you spend, as much as I would love to have a boat. A toy? I would need a billion dollars to feel comfortable with having one. Those are the Docking fees and all, it's just unbelievably. Yeah. Story. And so you don't yeah. want to, you know, if 
you don't want to mess with that expensive toy. You're going to take better care. You're going to be more courteous. You're going to be a little bit more cautious. Uh, I don't know. I just, being on the lake with a lot of vehicles is a whole lot more, okay, I'm not even going to say it because it just sounds stupid before it even comes out of my mouth. So being on the lake, no matter what, is even if you're it's in a- better than being on the road. Inner tube, it's better than being on the road. So yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Just your uh, daily COVID update uh, through the state. We had an additional 878 Hoosiers diagnosed with COVID-19 on Thursday's report. And believe it or not, uh, there was only one additional death in the state of Indiana on Thursday's report. That's good news. Here in Marshall County, we had three new positive cases of COVID-19 confirmed. Uh, no new deaths. Our positive cases remain at six, or are now at 6,320. There were 16 individuals tested, and the seven-day positivity rate for all tests in the county was 0.7%, while the seven-day positivity rate for unique individuals in the county was five or 8.5%. Um, and obviously, um, the map has changed drastically just in the last week. Um, a lot, half of the county, half of the state is in the yellow again here. Uh, we've been very fortunate here in Marshall County, um, but obviously COVID is trying to rear its ugly head uh, back again. So people need to be careful, wash your hands, social distance, and wear a mask if you've not get, been vaccinated. Get the jab. Just get the jab. Come on. The Indiana State Fair is July 30th through August 22nd. It is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, just so you know, there are some new things at the fair uh, this year. Coming will be the Bud Budweiser Clydesdales are going to be at the fair. Uh Forever Forest, explore how lives are connected to forest and the all-new Forever Forest exhibit. This is actually presented by the Indiana Hardwood Lumbermen's Association. Okay. Gosh, and we all know about lumber and what's going on there. Um, the Double Decker Carousel. The 2021 Indiana State Fair will feature a brand new ride. It's a Double Decker Carousel. So it's going to be located west of the Hoosier Lottery Grandstand. The double-decker carousel features two levels of beautifully handcrafted figures, complete with tigers, zebras, and giraffes. So don't miss this ride on this timeless classic, now twice as nice. Get it? Double-decker twice as Wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be, uh, the Mighty Mike show is coming for the state fair this year. Uh, Mighty Mike juggling bowling balls and sledgehammers. Oh, okay. So, interesting. There is a bubble tower, the world's biggest bubble toy in action. The machine is a solar powered attraction. So it's sure to delight fair go goers every day. Um, you know, it's like a bubble machine for little kids, you know, okay. have some fun popping the bubbles there. So, okay. Mm, backyard brats and brews. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Yep. What it would be. Uh, the Great American Duck Race is going to be there. 
Learn about mallard ducks and watch them splash to the finish line while you cheer on your favorite ducks. So they're going to be performing uh, one, two, three, four, five times a day. Um, the Street Drum Corps. This is a world-renowned high-energy drum and per percussion show um, as seen on America's Got Talent, American Idol, MasterChef, Glee, and MTV. So they're going to be performing uh, during the fair. They've got the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show. And here's the one for you, Rusty. Oh, okay. Animal Yoga. Including your favorite animals, goats, pigs, bunnies, and lambs. So, there you go. Animal yes. yoga. These cute animals will climb, cuddle, and entertain as you partake in a 45-minute beginner-level yoga session. Sessions will take place. So, <laughs> they're trying to lure you into your death with these cute little animals. Okay, then, this, huh? is, this right here is the turnoff. Each session costs $35 per ticket and includes admission to the fair. Space is limited, so make sure you register early. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. I'm not going to the state fair for yoga. No. You can find out more about those events on our website at am1050.com. Frozen yogurt, maybe. Yeah, that sounds not, better. Uh, not yoga. Not yoga. No. Okay. Yogi. I've covered my stuff. All right. Um, I got some stuff to do. We got to okay. give something away here. So, uh, yeah, you know, and it's Friday because yes, we got a is. birthday to give away. Yes, we do. Uh, we got a few to add in here to the mix. Uh, for example, happy birthday to Pee Wee Warren. Pee Wee! Happy birthday, Pee Wee! I just saw Pee Wee at the fair last night. Well, he's now in the hat. I mean, not he's no, not actually in the hat, in but the, his name no, is in yes. the hat. Uh, and Noah Sullivan is 17 years old today. I know Noah. Happy birthday, dude. Happy so, birthday, uh, Noah. Happy birthday to Noah. Throw the hat around. Get the names. See, I got to start folding these different because they're starting to hang together a little bit. But Okay, I've got a mix. Kathy's going to draw the winner without yeah. looking in the hat. That's right. One of these days you're going to I'm going to have to get you uh, we'll showing that you. There we go. Tina Duff. Tina. Celebrated a birthday on the 17th. Very good. Oh, that was from Saturday. Yeah, from it was belated, I think. Okay. So, Tina. Gotta go ahead and empty the hat so we've got a new start. The, Tina, you're going to have four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, a free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. So, thank you for playing our little game and enjoy. Your prizes. Now it's time for uh, anniversaries. Um, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. And if you hear your name, you're going to be eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. We will give that away next Friday. So uh, make sure you're listening. And happy anniversary. This is coming up on Saturday. I hope I'm not giving anything away. But Kathy and Jim Fend, 45 years. Kathy and Jim, happy anniversary. To you, and you are eligible for our prize of $50 from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Now it's time for the Trading Post. You can buy, sell, trade, giveaway, four items, four days, four free, you're visiting, you know, sell, 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 sell. Having a garage sale at 252 Juniper. Uh, they just moved. 
and they got everything books jewelry appliances furniture you imagine it they've got it it's going on today is the last day they started at 7 30 this morning and they're going to question mark so you know they're partying down at 252 Juniper today as they will stay there as long as you're willing to come out and buy so come out to their garage sale going on today at 252 Juniper and that is the trading post for today all right everybody have a fantastic weekend don't forget in downtown Plymouth tomorrow it is the annual downtown tractor show um, the tractors will be coming in between 6.30 and 8 a.m. The show starts at 8 o'clock and goes to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There are tractors and hit-and-miss engines. They're going to have pedal tractors for the kids. Um, they'll have some food trucks down there, and there'll be music. I know Quentin Flagg's going to be performing down here in our block, or here at the, our corner. Right. Uh, uh Noon to two, I believe, is when he's going to be there. Uh, no registration fees for the tractors. Um, this event is sponsored by the Marshall County uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, the City of Plymouth, the Auto Park, and Greenmark. So come on down and enjoy the tractor show tomorrow in downtown Plymouth. Do so. Yes, please do. Go to the farmer's market first, then go see how that food was produced with a tractor. So there you go. Cool. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> That's awful. You're exactly right. Have a great weekend. That's all, folks.